I was really nervous coming into this, and it was surprising that I felt really comfortable, and I enjoyed having the chance to read my own work. I've been working on this book for a long time, and it's awesome to think about it flowing out to readers and to listeners in my own voice. A lot of those things were trauma-based or fear-based positions I'd been in, and to confront those again was helping desensitize me to those memories. Welcome to This is the Author, where authors talk about narrating their audiobooks. In this episode, meet journalist Alyssa Aegis, host and founder of the podcast Your Parenting Mojo, Jen Lumenlon, and video creator Daniel M. Jones. Tune in to hear each of these authors discuss what inspired them to write their audiobooks and what they learned in the process of writing and recording. Enjoy. Hi, this is Alyssa Aegis, author of Secrets of Giants, A Journey to Uncover the True Meaning of Strength. I was at my gym. I was on a narrow strip of AstroTurf, and I was bear-hugging this 110-pound atlas stone. And when I went to stand up with it, I realized that I was exhausted. Not like this workout is hard exhausted, but like I could nap right here on this AstroTurf exhausted. I found out later that day that I was pregnant. And a few weeks later, I found out that I was miscarrying. And I went very quickly from being the strongest that I had ever been to suddenly feeling vulnerable and broken. And as I went through this process, one of the things I kept doing because it just was one of the few things that made me feel good was I kept going back to the gym. And I realized that as I was going to the gym, lifting these weights was slowly bringing me back to life. And it made me start to wonder, what if strength isn't about how much weight we can put on the bar, but how we learn to manage life struggles? So at the age of 40, I went on what I call this midlife crisis odyssey into the world of strength to bring back answers. I interviewed more than 75 athletes and experts in an effort to understand what happens to us when we push our physical limits and how does it teach us that we are capable of so much more than we know. If I had to describe what it was like to record my audiobook in one word, that word would be surprising. I was the kid in elementary school, middle school, high school who hated speaking in front of people. I would turn beet red. I would trip over my words. I did not like hearing the sound of my own voice. And I was really nervous coming into this. And it was surprising for me to realize that I felt really comfortable and that I enjoyed having the chance to read my own work in a format that is going to be hopefully listened to by a lot of people. So again, because I interviewed about 75 athletes and experts, I tried to ask as many people as possible how to pronounce their names in advance. So I messaged everyone whose name I wasn't sure of, and I said, please send this to me phonetically, and if you can, send me a voice memo with your name. So in the end, I think I did well by everybody, but that was definitely something that was very nerve-wracking. I wanted to get people's names right. I think the hardest section for me to write and record was this chapter on body image because it's so personal and it's so vulnerable. And I've never said most of these things out loud about my history with just diet culture and fitness culture and body image and what it feels like to kind of be on that kind of hamster wheel 
of never feeling like you have the right body type or the ideal body type or what even is that. I'm excited for people to hear that because I hope it impacts people. I hope it really resonates with people and that they feel seen and heard by it. Day one, I came in and I dressed really nicely because I didn't know what the process was going to be like. And I always feel like I need to dress up a little more for things when I'm meeting people for the first time. And yeah, day two, I figured out that I should probably just come in in leggings and something that was comfortable to sit in a chair in all day. One of the things I did do in preparing for this book was I reached out to a dear friend of mine, Keeler Lee, who is an actor and also a voiceover artist who is probably the most knowledgeable person I know about this, and asked for as many tips as she was willing to give me. And then I tried really hard to not do a lot of talking in the couple days leading up to it, which is very hard with two small children who only want mommy to be the person that reads them bedtime stories. And I packed this whole little arsenal with me of voice things. I've got a throat spray. I have tea. I have a bag of cough drops. I don't know when I thought I was going to consume all these things, but I brought them all just in case. I feel like if I were to do this again, I strive to have that, like, Elizabeth Gilbert's big magic, very measured, calming, like, listening to a meditative track kind of a sound. I'm not usually a huge audiobook person. I like to flip the pages. But my husband and I were on a, a long drive, and we listened to Seth Rogen's yearbook. And to me, that was an excellent example of that's why the author should read their own book. It was just perfect. I prefer to listen to audiobooks either in the car on a long drive or when I am going for like a long walk around the neighborhood and just want to kind of zone out. And now, listen to a clip from my audiobook. I'm strapped to the grill of a 50-ton truck as it idles in the pavement of a parking lot in a picturesque New York City suburb. It's 4 p.m., but the sun is still beating down, and though I've covered my palms with a layer of chalk, sweat is breaking through. My heart is pounding so fast and hard that I can hear it reverberating in my skull. Someone passes me the end of a thick black rope, the other end of which is wrapped around a concrete barrier at the far side of the parking lot for support. I'm supposed to use the rope to pull myself and this hulking red semi emblazoned with the word Vincent as far as I can in 60 seconds. Hi, this is Jen Lumenlan, author of Parenting Beyond Power. I wrote Parenting Beyond Power because I work with so many parents who were struggling with their children's behavior. The children are refusing to get ready to leave the house in the morning, won't get in the bath, and won't stay in bed. And parents also look out into the world and see the massive social challenges we face, like white supremacy and patriarchy and capitalism. And they think, that's too big. How could I ever do anything about that? And it can seem like these are two separate issues, but actually, they are as tightly related as it's possible to be because our children learn about how to be with other people through the ways that we interact with them. And at their heart, all of these social challenges are really about one group of people using power over another group of people. And children learn about using power when we use it over them. So Parenting Beyond Power helps parents to find a different way to be in relationships with their children that helps parents to meet their own needs and meet the child's needs as well. If I had to describe what it was like to record my audiobook in one word, that word would be exciting. 
I host the Your Parenting Mojo podcast where we talk about these ideas a lot. And I've been working on this book for a long time and it's awesome to think about it flowing out to readers and to listeners in my own voice. I had trouble pronouncing satiety. Turns out that it's pretty phonetic after all. My favorite section to record was the role plays between parents and children. And I hope it really brings this to life in the audiobook so the experience will be even better than it will be from reading the printed page. If I had to record again, I would bring a toothbrush to brush my teeth after lunch because I really find bits between my teeth to be enormously distracting. The last great audiobook I listened to was Tyson Young Caporta's book, Sand Talk. And if I'd known how many visual elements there were and how many times he was going to refer to the supplemental PDF, I might have read it instead of listening. But I listened on some long bike rides, which really gave me time to think about the ideas. And it also helped me to think through how to process my own diagrams that are in my book as well for people to be able to listen to them. I'm a very visual processor, so I rarely listen to audiobooks. The only place actually when I listen is when I'm riding my bike. And so I listen to books when I'm on long uphills and then music on the downhills because otherwise I miss too much of the story because of the wind noise. And now listen to a clip from my audiobook. Many of the challenges we have in our own lives originated from our needs being ignored or trampled when we were children. And when we do the same with our own children's needs, we're setting them up to struggle in the same ways we have struggled. These within-family difficulties echo the power structures of our broader culture. We will begin this chapter with a primer on the three main forces that underlie power structures in Eurocentric countries, white supremacy, patriarchy, and capitalism. Then we'll look at how they intertwine to affect us and our families. Hi, this is Daniel M. Jones, author of Autism for Adults, An Approachable Guide to Living Excellently on the Spectrum. The main driving force for me to write the book was, you know, I'd been doing this YouTube stuff now for a few years and, you know, when I get 10,000 emails and DMs, you know, a week, people asking pretty similar questions and having very similar struggles. So there's a string line I can draw through all of these questions. And if I just put them into a really good format to teach people using a book to really get the best out of who they are, it would just work wonders for them. And I think it's probably one of the most ambitious things I tried to do, but one of the most exciting things I've ever done. I actually wrote my book in two weeks because I have ADHD and I'm dyslexic, to sit down at a computer and just type out a bunch of words was never going to happen. And also, I didn't need to research anything because I already knew the data that I wanted to put into the book. You know, it's all in my mind, it's all in my head. So I just had to get it out of my head into some tangible format so I could then actually word process it. So I got my iPhone and I turned on speech to text dictation and then I jumped on a treadmill and every day for eight days, for one hour, I'd run on the treadmill and just talk at my phone. And it dictated all of the stuff and it ripped down into like a notepad format. And then I took that into an app called Grammarly to help with any kind of like, you know, typical grammatical things that would probably be missed out from a, an AI technology. And that's how I did it in two weeks. So I'd probably use the word enlightening to describe the experience of writing a book, sitting down and audially recording it. Because... There's something interesting about writing a story when you're getting your thoughts out or writing a book and you're putting the things that you know into like a collection of words, but to read them back and try to read them back in a way where you're able to have a conversation about it to an audience, it makes you reinforce those stories that you've lived. 
And it's kind of enlightening because a lot of those things were trauma-based or fear-based positions I'd been in. And to confront those again, whilst trying to entertain and educate someone, was helping desensitize me to those memories. So I think it was definitely enlightening. What an amazing experience. So for me, being a dyslexic guy, I don't have to read quite unusual words, should I say, because I like a lot of phone calls and video calls, so I'm not really reading a lot of communication. But when I came across the word rescinded, I'd never really used that word in a day-to-day circumstance. So I wasn't really sure the pronunciation of that. That was kind of really fun because I was like, oh, I don't even know how to say this. So (laughs) if it wasn't for David's help, I mean, I don't think I would have been able to say it properly. Yeah, I think my favorite part of recording the book is I get really emotionally attached to things when I know that when I'm telling somebody something or teaching them something, that they're going to come away really like pumped and buzzed. And you know, kind of those moments where you go, wow, I learned a lesson from this and I could teach somebody something. Well, when I hit the parts of the book where I was telling people a little bit of like typical life coaching, where not every situation that's bad can stay as bad. It could be used to springboard you into a learning experience and you could do so much more with it. I just get so buzzed when saying those things because I get into a rhythmic pattern and I'm kind of like really energized when I say those things. So I really enjoyed that part of of reading the book. I try to stay as healthy as possible. You know, I work out a lot. I'm a vegan, so I eat clean and I don't drink soda pop and I drink water and green tea and stuff like that. So to me, it was like I wanted to rest my voice for two or three days before coming to actually record the audio. And so I tried to do this. But the funny story was my partner was like, super pregnant at the time and she's like hey we need to take our son to the circus before you know the new baby gets here because he's not going to have a chance otherwise i said okay cool so we went to the circus the night before coming in to record and usually you just sit there and cheer and you clap and i wouldn't really strain my voice but for some bizarre reason the clown pulled me up on stage and i was part of the actual act or the skit with the clown so i was on stage i had to shout at this clown and clap and cheer and i thought oh my goodness like this is the worst thing to happen before going in to record something on my voice so when i got home what i did is i poured manuka honey and green tea into a cup and just sipped on that all night And then in the morning, I literally just had water and again, another green tea and just literally spoke dead quietly, just so I wouldn't strain my voice any more than the clown did the night before. So if I had to record this book again, I would probably bring in an ergonomic chair that I would kneel on because I feel like sitting down in a typical posture is not for me. I'm very much like a fidgety guy. I have to stand up and do stuff. But the ergonomic chairs that forced you to sit with a really good posture, they actually work really well for me and they stopped me fidgeting and getting up and moving around. So I probably would do that. And we'd have less stop and starts because it wouldn't have chair creaks everywhere because I'd be kneeling down. If I wasn't going to record this audiobook myself, I would probably cast a entrepreneur called Russell Brunson to record it for me. Russell Brunson is a very famous entrepreneur, business guy. He's like a funnel business guru guy. And if you're a business nerd like me, then you'll know who Russell Brunson is. He's from Utah and he's got ADHD, but he's got such a cool voice. I don't know what it is about his voice, but I just love it. And I thought, you know, since he's got ADHD as well, he'd be the cool candidate, you know, to do this for me. I listen to about five audiobooks a month. And I listen to audiobooks when I work out. You know, you see these dudes pumping iron in the gym and going for a run and listen to like the Rocky soundtrack. Well, you know, I'm the opposite of that. When I'm working out, when I'm running, when I'm doing like 6K, I listen to audiobooks. It's the way I, I learn because of tactile feedback from running on the road and like getting the muscles going and listening is how I learn. So yeah, the last great audiobook, I mean, all of them are great. You know, I only buy great books. I never buy 
trash, you know. Some of the best ones I've listened to is The Richest Man in Babylon. That was a fantastic book. And Rich Dad, Poor Dad was a fantastic book also. I mean, really good. I mean, these are all business books because I'm a nerd. But Grant Cardone, 10X, was just, that was unbelievable. Again, another guy who's got ADHD, Grant Cardone, amazing entrepreneur. And his book, 10X, of the 10X principles, just unbelievable. Like, literally blew me away. My favorite place to listen to an audiobook has to be when I'm on a run, like straight up, dude. Like I have been out running and I've got to like the end of my 5K, but I didn't want to end the book. So I've carried on going just to listen to the next chapter of the book. And so I am addicted to audiobooks. Actually, this is a, a really good point. My birthday this year, which was only a couple of weeks ago, everybody asked me like, Dan, what would you like to buy you for your birthday? And normally I'd say like, oh, just surprise me. And I'm not bothered about gifts. I mean, it's up to you. Just give me a hug or whatever. But this year I was like, dude, you got to get me you know, vouchers for iTunes so I can download audiobooks on my Apple Bookstore. And they did, everybody did. I spent about, I don't know, about 150 quid on audiobooks on the Apple Bookstore. Seriously, I was so happy. It's ridiculous. And now, a gift from me to you. Here's a small clip from my audiobook, Autism for Adults. Struggling in school and university, as a partner and a father, in private and in the general public, I needed to try to get by these challenging times. But I've done more than just get by. I pivoted on those issues and created workarounds, hacks, tools, and tips along the way. I share with you my experiences from this journey. So please, relax, listen with an open mind, and try to implement any of the tips and hacks available to you in your life where you feel they could work. I'm not saying everything I suggest in this book is for everybody on the spectrum, but they will work for almost all of us. This is the Author is a production of Penguin Random House Audio. Thank you for listening. For more behind-the-mic content and audiobook recommendations, visit www.penguinrandomhouseaudio.com slash next listen.